Hey everybody, welcome to Kern Talks, Kern Memorial United Methodist Church's podcast where we revisit the message from this week's church service. I'm Krista Q, the worship leader and producer at Kern Church. We know you're busy and maybe don't have time to watch the video for a whole service. Well, we got you covered with Kern Talks. With that said, let's hear Pastor Donna Hester's message from Sunday, June 6th, According to God's Will. Calm down. Family matters. But God sees family matters in a different light. The light reflected from the Son of God, illuminating everything when resting where that source belongs, at the center of our lives, at the center of our universe. Put God in the center. Because family matters. Our gospel lesson this morning is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 3, verses 20 through 35, and I will be reading from the Common English Bible. Jesus entered a house. A crowd gathered again, so that it was impossible for him and his followers even to eat. When his family heard what was happening, they came to take control of him. They were saying, he's out of his mind. The legal experts came down from Jerusalem. Over and over they charged. He's possessed by Beelzebul. He throws out demons with the authority of the author of demons. When Jesus called them together, he spoke to them in a parable. How can Satan throw Satan out? A kingdom involved in civil war will collapse, and a house torn apart by divisions will collapse. If Satan rebels against himself and is divided, then he can't endure. He's done for. No one gets into the house of a strong person and steals anything without first tying up the strong person. Only then can the house be burglarized. I assure you that human beings will be forgiven for everything, for all sin and insults of every kind. But whoever insults the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. That person is guilty of a sin with consequences that last forever. He said this because the legal experts were saying, he's possessed by an evil spirit. His mother and brothers arrived. They stood outside and sent word to him, calling for him. A crowd was seated around him, and those sent to him said, Look, your mother, brothers, and sisters are outside looking for you. He replied, Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Looking around at those seated around him in a circle, he said, Look, here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does God's will is my brother 
sister, and mother. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. The Gospel of Mark tells the story not in one most familiar way, maybe not in the most easy way to hear, but Mark's known for being brief. Mark's known for getting to the point. And to some degree, Mark's known for maybe leaving some points out that we would like to know. But still, we see Jesus. We see Jesus as he is surrounded by the crowds. We see Jesus as he interacts with them. And we see Jesus as he teaches. In today's story, the crowds arrive. Jesus and the disciples are back in his hometown area. They're in a home, and the crowds swarm. They swarm Jesus at almost every turn. It's interesting. We only have one sentence about the crowds as we begin this story. They do not speak. We do not hear a lot about what Jesus is previously teaching them. But we are told that the numbers are great. It appears that the house is filled with these crowds. Jesus and his disciples have probably arrived at the house for a meal. A meal that cannot be served because of the crowd around him. A crowd so great that others cannot get to him. And messages seem to trickle in from the outside. Jesus is there teaching. Jesus is there building his relationships with the people around him. And then there are some people who are very, very familiar to Jesus, who are a part of the crowd, but a part of the crowd on the fringes, way out beyond the house. And those people are his mother, his brothers, his sisters, his family who has come because, well, they're concerned. They're concerned that Jesus is out of his mind. They're concerned that maybe Jesus has gone a little crazy. And they're concerned about what is happening to Jesus and those around him. But it's not just his family that arrives around the house as well. There's some other visitors. Visitors from Jerusalem. Scribes who have been sent to look at Jesus, to listen to Jesus, and to make a determination whether what they have decided about Jesus is correct or not. 
All of this started because as Jesus returned to the area, he went to the synagogue. And in the synagogue, he healed the hand of a man. The man had a withered hand which he healed. And he healed it on the Sabbath. Jesus healed. Jesus broke Sabbath law. Jesus is doing all kinds of things and it's concerning those who are in the synagogue and it's concerning those in Jerusalem. And they come and they witness all that Jesus is doing and they pronounce Jesus to be a satanic agent. Jesus, in their opinion is not working for God. Jesus is working for Satan. They do not consider this to be any part of the restoration of God. It's all deception. And deception based on Satan. Jesus knows what they are thinking. Jesus knows what they have come to proclaim. And Jesus knows that that is so very, very far from the truth. No matter what Jesus might have been teaching, once the scribes, once his family arrives, Jesus has to proclaim who he is, why he has come, and how he is able to do what he does. Jesus addresses the scribes. And Jesus asks them a simple question. How can Satan throw Satan out? Well, maybe not that simple of a question. But a question that, if we think about it, a question that really makes us think and makes us realize that Jesus is different. Jesus goes on to say a kingdom involved in civil war will collapse. A house torn apart by divisions will collapse. If Satan rebels against himself and is divided, then he can't endure. He's done for. You see, Jesus does not make a defense for who he is as the Son of God. Jesus does not make a defense out of his divinity. But Jesus looks at the logic of the moment. You say that I come and I am dismissing evil spirits as an evil spirit. But how can that be? How 
can one dismiss one's own self without there being destruction, without there being a collapse, without there being division. Jesus puts it out there for them. Jesus says to the scribes, I have the power. I have the power over these evil spirits, over disease. And I have to be different than what you consider the evil spirits. I'm the one who comes. I'm the one who is stronger. And I am the one who heals. Jesus continues to share all the ways in which the love of God is present. And then those notifications come from the outskirts. Your mother, your brothers are here. And Jesus says to those around him, My mother, my brothers, who are my mother and brothers? At that moment, Jesus redraws family lines. You see, he's in an area where people know his mother and his brothers and his sisters. He's in an area where people watched him grow up, watched him play, watched him work in the carpenter shop. They knew who it was that they were telling him was out there wanting to speak to him. But Jesus redraws that line. Redraws that line and claims my mother, my brothers, are those who do God's will. A redirection. A redirection of family. Or an introduction. An introduction of the family of God. In the brevity of Mark, Jesus does not say, you are my brothers. You are my sisters. Because... I am the Son of God. Instead, Jesus just says, whoever does God's will is my brother, sister, and mother. Whoever listens, whoever follows God is a part of the family. 
a part of God's family, a part of my family, there comes moments in our lives that as we remember this statement, whoever does God's will, brother, sister, and mother, puts us in that same family relationship. There are times that what we know as our birth family might think that we are out of our mind and crazy as well as we follow the call of God. But we have the assurance. We have the understanding that when we follow God's will, we are a part of a much bigger family. We are in a family that loves, cares, and a family that follows the love and care of God. May we think about whose family we are in. May we think about how grand and great God's family is. A family with quite a legacy. And may we follow. And as we follow God's will, may we proclaim our family loyalty to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. God, as we come before you today, we come remembering that you call us to love, to care, to be a part of our community. And as you call us to care and to love, you call us to proclaim your message as we proclaim the good news. Guide us in all the ways of your family. Amen. Receive now this blessing. May the steadfast love of God give you hope. The redeeming power of Christ give you courage. The abiding presence of the Spirit give you strength as you serve the will of God this day and every day. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to reach out to Kern Memorial United Methodist Church or see entire services, you can visit our YouTube channel, Kern Memorial United Methodist Church, and remember to like and subscribe for updates. You can also visit us on our Facebook page at Kern Memorial United Methodist Church. Thanks and have a blessed day.